It's episode 104 of Leading Ladies of Corpus Christi, and I'm sitting in a Zoom meeting with none other than Jonda Watson, creator and owner of Luminous Blessings. Thank you so much for being here with me today, Jonda. Oh, thank you, Brittany. I'm so excited to be part of this. And, Absolutely. Um, to be part of Leading Ladies of Corpus Christi. What an honor to be here with you tonight. Thank you. Well, I have to say, I mean, I'm so glad that I got to meet you. I'm trying to think how I even met you or if I just decided to schedule a healing session with you. We I were doing an event called, um, uh, it was a suicide prevention awareness uh, weekend. And we were running access bars on people at no charge to uh, show them the benefit of how that helps with stress, um, worry, depression, um, and the changes that it creates for people. And uh, you and a friend came and each got your bars run for the first time. And uh, that's when we first met. That's right. Of course. No, I'm like, after you said that, I'm like, that's exactly right. I, yeah, I took a friend of mine. She actually ended up retiring, but you got to run her bars that day and she was just wow you know she could feel the power whatever and i was like i was wondering and and now i know i I need to hit up jonda so yeah i'm so so glad that i got to meet you and that i've got to actually experience uh some of your services personally because yeah i mean they've definitely made an impact on me so something that i want to talk about because it's not a common uh career choice right and so (laughs) yeah i mean did you always have this special these special kind of abilities or to kind of an inkling that you were maybe you had these capabilities or you know how did it come about oh boy you know i I guess looking back at my life i've always had kind of this inner sense of knowing things and i was always the friend that people would call when they had something going wrong in their lives Um, and just to be able to be present and listen without really offering advice, but to, to just be there has always been something I've, I've, um, been able to do. And then just kind of these hits of knowing where I didn't even know where the information came from. Um, so I'd make suggestions, um, to people and then they'd be like, wow, I never thought of that. So at the time I never questioned where it came from. I didn't think, um, I really didn't think anything of it. It was just a part of of who I was. I didn't think it was special. Um, And I never saw myself as being special in any way or gifted. Um, It was just part of who I was. You know, you think everybody can do that because Mm -hmm. you do it, right? So, um, and then I found myself um, uh, going into a career as a legal assistant. And I worked primarily in family law. And uh, which is very different from what I do now. But Absolutely. I'm on the phone with with clients and, um, you know, found out then also that I was that, that I had a knack for working with people um, on a one on one basis. And, and uh, that transition when you're something so stressful in your life and being able to give people peace around it and, um, and the awareness that life goes on. Um, after that. So yeah, it's a, uh, it was kind of a natural transition, um, um, to, to work with people. Um, and so that's kind of where I found myself. Um, that's and, huge. Let's see. My son is, my son is 23 now. Um, and when he was about a year old, I had just gotten divorced and a friend invited me over for a Reiki share. And in order to do that, we had to be initiated into, um, into Reiki one. And, um, so I did that. I learned Reiki and got my Reiki master with him. Um, we didn't do a lot of learning other than, um, just working with, 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 with people. And, um, but that it was something that I practiced on my animals and my kids, um, and my husband. My I love that. Husband. And real quick, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pause you real quick because for people listening who don't know what Reiki is, because I feel like I've heard the definition a few times and I have problems describing what it is. So what's Reiki like in the layman's terminology? So Reiki, the, the meaning of it is uh, universal life force energy. So essentially you're channeling energy from the universe um, through your body into your hands and into the body that you're working with. 
Um, it, it brings healing to the body. It um, balances the body's uh, chakra systems, the meridians. Um, and when you lead a session, I mean, a session can feel incredibly spiritual as well as physical and mental. Um, it relieves stress. Um, and it just really makes you feel, you know, pretty amazing all over. But I used it a lot on my kids when they were sick and they always got uh, well faster than other children did. But I hadn't studied a lot of the history behind it. Mm -hmm. And so once I moved to Corpus, I went through everything again. I went through Reiki 1, 2, um, and Master. So I am a Reiki Master now. And then I've gone on and learned uh, Kundalini Reiki. So I'm a Kundalini Reiki Master as well. And um, Kundalini Reiki is a little bit different. It's a little more energetic. And um, so it has a more, so when you leave a Reiki session, you're very relaxed. You might kind of feel like jelly. Um, with a Kundalini Reiki session where you're using earth energy as well, um, you might feel more energized and relaxed at the same time mm -hmm. um, after a session. But it's a, it's more intense and the energy lasts longer. Um, the healing energies last longer. See, that sounds really interesting to me, but I don't think I've ever had a Reiki session done. I'm like, I feel like I, I especially because you're a Reiki master, I, I should do that. I'm, I'm like noting that. So you must do that sometimes. Yes. I agree. I'm like, how have I not done this yet? I just jumped to the, the access consciousness bars and the past life readings, which we'll get into in a little bit. So okay. I want to talk a little bit about how because all of your, and I, like I said, I've, I've experienced um, some sessions with you and I enjoy thoroughly being there on that, that uh, I guess, massage table for lack of a better word. And you're, mm -hmm. you know, you have your hands and you're doing your thing. And now you can't do that because of the situation with the coronavirus. So how are you yeah, adapting? Yeah. How's that? So, so with Reiki, there's no such thing as time and space. It's it's really just a construct. Um, so distance sessions are often more powerful than um, an actual in-person session. Wow. So you get to lie down in bed at home, listen to some great music, go to sleep, meditate while I do a session on you. Um, and most of the people have reported that it's incredibly powerful. I get great feedback on all of them. So... Um, I do those sessions and I also do coaching sessions. I saw um, that. You know, pretty much like what we're doing right now. And then I can do past life reading sessions. Um, so you'd be on a phone call and I'd have my speakers on and um, I can do your past life reading session while you're uh, on the phone as well. So um, that's pretty much how it's changed. I'm doing distance sessions and Zoom sessions more than in-person sessions. Well, I like that too because you get to reach out to more people. To do the most sorry no i i jumped in because you're you're uh you're pausing but uh i think it's neat because you get to reach yes. out to more clients right so not necessarily just those who are within mm -hmm. driving distance but even further out which i think is beneficial that's true and i've had uh, clients from austin and houston and san antonio since this all started so that's been kind of interesting yeah that's super cool so what were you but you were about yeah. to say your favorite thing to do my favorite thing to do is access bars, though, and that requires putting my hands on people's heads, and that's the one thing I haven't been able to do. So I did joke with my husband one day, I said, I think I would pay people at this point to be able to run their bars, because actually running people's bars feels good to you, too. Mm -hmm. And so I really do miss being able to do that. Me too, because I was I was scheduled to do the access energetic <laughs> facelift, I think. But can you do that distance wise, the energetic facelift one? Yeah, distance. No, it is not a distance session. Okay, so, so anything that's access consciousness, you have to be in person. I have found, so I do access body processes that I can do online. So that's um, not online. I do that over the telephone. Um, and it's similar to a Reiki session um, where I'm running energy on them, but I'm also doing kind of a, an energetic meditation for them at the same time as we run the body processes. Um, I'm chatting with them, asking them questions um, 
removing what needs to be removed and doing the energy work that needs to be done. Um, asking them how it, how their body is responding um, so that we can go in deeper. So it's kind of like, it's like an energetic massage. It's, mm-hmm. it's hard to explain, but it's been, they've been a lot of fun to do. And I didn't, um, I wasn't expecting to be able to do those. And I had a friend who requested one and it turned out so amazing that I decided, well, let's offer that and see how it works. And everybody's enjoyed them, I believe. Oh, absolutely. So wait, so did you just take a class to just learn for yourself and then, and then your friend asked for it? You know what I mean? Like, so how did you get the skill set? Um, so after you take, um, an access, after you take your access force classes, um, there's a a class called, um, a three day body class and that's three days of just running body processes. And it's over 50 body processes that you learn, um, that you can run on, on people. And so they're, they're more specific. Um, and so they're targeting very specific things. So, um, and, um, uh, an example would be biomimetic mimicry, and that's a body process where um, when we biomimetically mimic someone, we lock into our bodies uh, a way of trying to understand them. So if you, um, if you had a parent, we'll use parents for example because they're great examples, um, if you had a parent who was always angry, and you didn't understand why they were angry, um, you might lock that anger into your body as a way to understand why they're angry all the time. And so it creates this um, kind of neurochemical, you know, when something happens, you're triggered and you're angry and you you don't even understand why you're angry Um, but it's a response that your body's actually repeating because it's been locked in because as a child, you you were trying to understand a parent. Um, so when we run the body process, we're actually removing that biomimetic mimicry from the body. Um, and it can be anything. It doesn't have to be anger. It Mm -hmm. can be almost any response system, um, that the body has is the body is trying to understand. So we're removing it when we run that process. Is it almost like a trauma response? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's huge. Yeah. It's a way of understanding why people do things. And so your body, your body hasn't just innately does it. It's an innate way of understanding, um, your point of view to someone else's point of view. Um, it's pretty amazing. It's, it's really one of my favorite body processes. Um, another one is, um, um, trifold sequencing systems. And that helps with um, people who have uh, stress, anxiety, PTSD, and they're looping back to an event that happened, or maybe often multiple events. Uh, When that body process is run, we help remove that from the body's, the way the body responds to trauma events. So essentially, so say, you know, there was something that happened in my life that I just keep revisiting or even, even, um, not intentionally, it just, something triggers it and boom, it's there. So it's almost like a well developed pathway and you help to get it to where I don't necessarily go down that pathway. Like I can, correct. Uh, pick, pick a different route kind of thing. That to me is absolutely incredible the uh, for people to realize that there's a way to just maybe not be triggered as much or to maybe go slightly off the path you know slightly work your way off and eventually to a a point where maybe you're not visiting so much that's huge to me and really powerful what you do so when did you decide you know what i want to go into business doing these things i'm really good at them i'm helping people and this is something i want to pursue career-wise You know, Brittany, it just happened. I took my first bars class in October of 2016. And I decided I wanted to run bars on all my friends. Like, can I borrow your head? (laughs) Can I just borrow your head? 
because I wanted to practice. And it's not something that you can practice on a stuffed animal or, you know, you really need to feel the points on the head. And so I was just borrowing a lot of friends' heads. And, and um, it just, I took my second class and a bunch of friends went with me. And, um, and then people started referring people to me. And that's kind of how it grew. I wasn't even... At the moment that it happened, when I took my first bar class, I was taking it for me, and then it became a business. And, you know, at the time, just prior to that, I had been doing volunteer work. I wasn't working. And um, and you were already in Corpus I, at the time, right? I was in Corpus, yeah. But when I saw the benefit that it had to people, I decided to create a business around it. I'm so glad that you and did. I, thank you. And I just kept taking classes. I... You know, during that time frame, I um, I took sound healing classes. Um, I learned past life readings. Um, I took additional access classes to learn the, the body processes. Um, and it's it's like I'm always taking a new class um, because even even though it's an advanced class, it still helps my clients when I'm all I'm doing is running bars. Mm-hmm. So because you bring as a healer, you bring all of who you are into a healing session. Yeah, I believe that because it's not for you to be authentic. You have to be vulnerable. You have to be like you said, you have to bring everything to a session. Is that exhausting? I feel like it would be so exhausting having to to give all that. Tell me more about that. No, it's actually very energizing because you're not working with your own energy. You're working with universal energy. You're working with earth energy. And I remember I was, I was doing an event and I, I think I ran six people's bars and I called my husband on the way home and he was like, you must be exhausted. And I go, no, I was high as a kite, Brittany, wow. because I was working with all this amazing energy from the universe and you receive it too. You know, I, I don't think that's what people understand Mm-mm. and um, is how amazing it feels to you and to also be a contribution to whoever you're working with um and to know that in some way um you've eased their pain either emotionally physically or spiritually um that feels pretty good too i that makes me really happy because i know well i'm saying i know um i've been on a a spiritual journey for a couple years and that anytime you hear about people being healers, which you obviously are, that you have to be able to protect your energy, especially when interacting with people that you're healing. But I think with the methods you use, because you're calling upon the universal energy, that it's almost like supplementing yours. Would that be an accurate statement? Right. And the when you learn access consciousness, um, what you're really learning is to lower your barriers and to expand your awareness out into all of who you be. So we think of ourselves as encased in these bodies. We really wouldn't speak out our awareness is just this infinite amount of space. And when we're being that infinite amount of space, we don't require putting up walls and barriers between us and whoever we're working with. Mm-hmm. We actually are are in that moment well in all moments we're all just one there's all it's just oneness yes and an infinite amount of space that's filled with magic and miracles and possibilities yeah no and uh as i've been on this journey i've come to realize this whether or not i'm aware of it at all times because i can easily fall back into the you know egoic like duality type perception but especially with what you're doing you absolutely have to be turned on to that concept of oneness because because it's the truth but i mean even dealing with because i'm like (laughs) i'm not even embarrassed to say because i've been i've done a couple of sessions with jonda i mean there's times where i'm crying because of how i've been affected and even then when dealing with a client's emotions you're still pretty solid in your ground like that doesn't drain you in any way um no and i can't even explain why it doesn't because i would drain me (laughs) i drain myself it's because there's so much space there's this 
huge sense of spaciousness and awareness. And in a healing session, Jonda, as you know, you're looking at me because you can see me. Um, <laughs> um, there's, I, I'm not confined to my body. I'm, con I'm this. All of this space is who I be, and when I am that space, being present with someone doesn't require trying to fix them or change them. It's being that space for them and showing them that there is space to be 100% of who they are, to be empowered by this beautiful universal energy and that they can shift and change anything. I'm just a conduit for change. I'm not actually creating change for people. I'm just there to be present for people um, who are desiring change in their own lives. I love that so much. And I mean, also, like I said, I'm speaking from personal experience, but I mean, there comes a point where, and, and you'll even say, you're like, well, why are you feeling this kind of way? You don't have to tell me. And I'm like, well, but I, I do want to tell you, you know, but at the same time, I'm divulging some pretty personal things. And then, you know, I think that it's amazing that whenever you find a healer you can trust, you know that you can just be, like you said, completely authentic because you're holding space for people to be that way. And so if you always allowed people to just be themselves say whatever it may be even if it's you know not popular opinion and that kind of thing yeah i tell everybody Brittany, that this is a judgment-free zone um it's completely confidential that they're safe here and um but i think it's more than that i mean it, it goes back to you know when i first signed an agreement as a paralegal that everything is confidential with all of my clients. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's just something that I've carried over into my business now. I don't, you know, I don't have any judgment of, of what's gone on in your life or anybody else's life. Um, and there's no right or wrong about anything that they've said or done. And when you know that, when you can come to that space where you're not being judged at all, um, you are more free to talk about what's going on because a lot of the stuff that really eats at us is those little secrets mm -hmm. that we've kept hidden that actually are usually lies that we've told ourselves. Mm -hmm. um, and we've buried them pretty deep. But when you can let those go and go, oh, wow, I don't need that anymore. That's not serving me. It's not, it's not healthy for me to keep that buried. And when you can let go of the lies that you've felt for so long, um, things start shifting in your life. You really start creating the life that you truly want to live when you're no longer held back by the limitations in your lives. Absolutely. And I just, I feel like, you know, oftentimes when just going about day-to-day -day life, it's easy to uh, make false assumptions about yourself or about other people and that kind of thing. And that's why I feel like what you offer is so helpful because it's just authentic in every way. I mean, you're literally just there to help people heal. And so how does, how does your family and friends take the news that you're like, you know what, this is who I am. Cause you had to be your authentic self to step into this role. How did everybody receive that? Uh, quite well, actually, <laughs> I think, I think, I, I think my friends would say, Oh, that's kind of like, uh, Oh, my internet people, um, might say it's probably, um, a natural move for me to move into, um, my husband has been very supportive. Every time I've said, hey, I want to take a class, he said, go for it. Um, and the first time I brought that up, I thought, oh, he's going to think I'm woo-woo or crazy. or, And he hasn't. He's been very supportive. And he's so cute. Every once in a while, he'll come in and he'll say, you know, um, like this morning, his foot was hurting. And, he's, and I said, hey, let me rub some cream on it and I'll do a, a healing process on you. And and so he came in and he brought the cream and he sat down right in front of me. And I'm thinking I'm going to put him in a recliner and I'm going to run the process on him for 30 minutes. And, and he's like, oh, wow, it feels better already. You know, five minutes in. Wow. <laughs> and um, so 
So, but I would say with my husband, I feel like we heal each other, you know, whenever I feel bad, just having him give me a hug and say, Hey, it's going to be okay. Um, is really all I require to feel better knowing that I've got him. So it's like, I can go out and heal the world. <laughs> I feel like I do sometimes for sure. And, um, he, um, he's the one who's there for me. So he's been, uh, really great. My daughter has accepted it really well. Um, my son thinks I'm a little nuts, but he loves me. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, right. Cause I'm like, I don't, you know, and, and this is obviously something I need to get over, but what would my family think if I suddenly decide to go this route? And I admire people so much that are like, this is what I'm supposed to do. And I'm doing it regardless of you know, pe- people being accepting of it. Uh, and so there was something that you said that I actually wanted to touch on. So I'm glad that you brought it up as a healer. Do you ever need to go have healing sessions for yourself or do you heal yourself? I you know, I, I do. Well, I'm so aware at this point of what my body requires. Um, but a few days ago I, I messaged a friend of mine and said, can, can we trade bars? <laughs> <laughs> I will risk anything to get my bars run sometimes. And um, so she and I ran each other's bars. We've both been pretty much isolating. And, and I, every once in a while, I'll have my husband run my bars if I really require it. Uh, oh, he knows how? I can run. I taught him. <laughs> I love that. Actually, what I do is just put your hands here. <laughs> Uh, and he's really cute. So I'll, um, well, I'll lay down on the massage table behind me and he'll, I'll just tell him exactly where to put his hands. And that's all, you know, but all he does is does what I tell him. Yeah. <laughs> that's all I require. I, I love that. It, so I teach it. So it's not hard to show him how to do it. So, um, but that's really when, um, my world is getting stressed or I'm noticing a lot of thoughts in my head that I can't just release from other ways. Um, I know it's time to get my bars run. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> I have worked with friends in healing sessions um, that have really helped me with a lot of things. Um, um, with these tools, I've healed my uh, TMJ that I've had for 16 years. Uh, not 16 years, since I was 16. What's so TMJ? That That's your temporal mandibular joint. Okay. Um, and... Um, A lot of people have trauma to it um, uh, from either clenching or grinding their teeth. Um, Mine was from a series of car accidents that I was in when I was 15 and 16 years old with other people. No, but I'm like a series. Yeah, it was about four or five car accidents over about a three-year period. Oh, my goodness. And um, I've been having uh, pain in my face for years afterwards. And um, I found out later that it was, the pain would radiate from my jaw into my face and it was my face that hurt. So I had MRIs and and, uh, CAT scans to figure out what was wrong. And there wasn't a single doctor who could figure out why I'm experiencing pain in my face. And um, years later, I, uh, I started researching it myself, you know, when we finally have internet and uh, I'm like, I think I have TMJ. Well, I was, I was uh, a bookkeeper at the time for an acupuncturist. And so she would put needles in, which would help a lot, but she suggested I go see a chiropractor. And he's the one who said that the, the pain from my TMJ was creating what's called trigeminal neuralgia, which was a referred pain on the nerves into my face and he really, really helped me a lot, but it wasn't all that I needed. But in a healing session, we completely healed that. I haven't had any TMJ pain in probably two years. Wow. Um, I'd had years of chronic fatigue, which I don't have anymore. Um, and so, and the other day I had some ear problems. So I went to the, 
I went to the doctor for that and, and, you know, they did an ear irrigation and I was fine again. But, um, yeah, I mean, I would say I, I don't rule out allopathic medicine, but I always use what's available to me first. Mm -hmm. Um, and that might include healing sessions. It might include essential oils. Um, it might include going to a chiropractor or, um, an acupuncturist, but what I do, it means I ask my body what it requires and who it wants to go see. And, um, and it's like, it's, it's like, do this. And it's like this energetic pull to whatever it is I require. So I'm, I just listen to my body on what it wants to do. And I think that's so important to say, because, you know, I think a lot of people are quick to and I'm guilty of it, but we're quick to go to the internet, right? We're quick to go to the internet and Google our symptoms or, uh, you know, whatever it may be, or a disease we, we think our symptoms are related to already. We've already made this assumption. And mm -hmm. I feel like that can definitely be problematic. I mean, it's almost like a joke now at this point, but the mm -hmm. fact that you are trusting your own inner knowing to guide you to what needs to be taken care of, that's a big thing for me. And I think a lot of people would do well to start to start doing that. So how did you learn to start trusting your intuition? Although I think you've always been that way by the sound of it, right? Even as a kid, you just knew. It, it is. And it's also an encouragement from the tools of access consciousness to listen to your body, mm -hmm. to listen really deeply. And it's more than it's more than listening. It's it's you know, you have your five senses, you know, um, seeing, hearing, smelling, tasting, touching. Um, but then you have kind of these deeper senses where you're perceiving, knowing, being, and receiving. And oh, I love that. Perceiving, knowing, being, and receiving. Receiving. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. And that's really just kind of tapping into like what I said earlier, this space. So this, our bodies have their own consciousness that's apart from what's in my mind and apart from the being that I be, you know, this, all, all of this. Um, and so when you're tapping into the body's own consciousness, um, it's going to give you signals. I mean, that's what pain is that it's just your body talking to you. And a lot of us ignore our bodies communicating with us and telling us what they'd like, you know, or, um, a simple one is, you know, you might go to your closet and, and your body will go, I want to wear that. And you're, you kind of override your body. But if you listen to what your body says, that thing that you put on, you get compliments on all day because our bodies know what they desire or, you know, you'll get, um, a feeling of, I want to say like revulsion, you know, at doing something. Um, and that's just your body going, um, maybe that's not a good situation for you to be in, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, what I've noticed is, is, as I look back at my life, there was a lot of times that I would get sick. Um, and then things would happen on those days, you know, like something would happen at school. There was a, you know, a big brawl at school or something and I'm homesick. I'm missing everything mm -hmm. for good <laughs> reason. Know? 9-11 and all those people who were sick at home that day, you know, if you listen to what your body is telling you, you're going to be the one that's at home as opposed to, um, uh, you know, being in one of the buildings that day. Right. And no, and I was thinking, okay, because you're the one who told me about that. Whenever you go to the closet, ask yourself, what do, what do you feel like wearing today? And I've been incorporating that ever since we talked about that. And I couldn't remember if it was you that told me that. And I'm glad you brought that up because that's been tremendous. And it's just a fun thing. You know, you're, you're taking, it's not such a cerebral decision anymore. You're just kind of like going with what feels right, which I think is a big part of spiritual work, not necessarily being all caught up in your head, uh, which me, I mean, my degree is in biology. So, I mean, it's like, all I do is think and analyze and that kind of thing. So to be able to go more toward the feeling side of it is big for me. So have you had any clients that it's hard for them to get out of that logical mindset? Because I mean, what you're doing isn't, it is backed by science actually, right? A lot of the access consciousness practices. 
It is. Um, if you'd like, I, I can steer you to some research that's been done on it. Yes. Um, and then Joe Dispenza himself has done a lot of work on the power of meditation and how that changes your neurochemistry. Um, so that's another amazing resource on how this works as well. But, you know, this isn't for every client. You know, some are receptive to it, some are not. Mm -hmm. um, but usually, if you get your bars run a few times, you actually you become a believer in it. Mm -hmm. um, and then it becomes almost a necessity for your life. Um, and that's what a lot of my clients have gone on to take classes just so that they can run bars on themselves, that they can run bars with their friends. And uh, we have a group that we just get together once a month. Well, we used to. <laughs> we together once a, we'd get together once a month um, and just trade bars, and everybody would bring a massage table. And, you know, we'd have, you know, six to 12 people laying around on massage tables just trading bars, and, you know, we'd snack and, and enjoy the afternoon with each other. And, um, and then I'll make a point of trading with a friend or two, you know, throughout the month so that my own bars get run and their bars get run. And, um, but it becomes one of those things that's, that's so important to my own self care that I, it's something I keep choosing, you know, um, and my body loves it. My body will tell me when it's ready. Like mm -hmm. <laughs> I can almost hear it screaming at me. It's <laughs> I mean, I know I'm ready for another session. I'm like, I'll just like wait until the time is right. But yeah, when you, so, you know, at first you're not, you don't really know what to expect. Right. And you kind of tell people what you're going to do. Um, but that you, it doesn't really prepare you for it until you're in it because a lot of it is your, you're in silence because you're focusing that energy on that, the particular bars that your hands are on. And mm -hmm. I find that it's just such a powerful experience. I don't know how else to describe it, but you can feel the energy coming off of you, like from your hands. Mm -hmm. Your hands have, I mean, literally, you can feel the waves. I don't know what else you would call it. I mean, it's... Yeah. It's, it's actually what you're feeling. You might, you're feeling your hand, my hands on your head, but the energy that you're feeling is actually your body releasing thoughts, feelings, emotion, the charge, mm -hmm. the electromagnetic charge on thoughts, feelings, and emotions. It's releasing limitations. It's releasing um, old belief systems. It's letting go of what your body wants to let go of. And that's why when you're done, it's like the monkey mind goes away. For sure. The thoughts aren't just wheeling and wheeling and wheeling, but you're also open to like you might come in for a session and go like you're overwhelmed with the whole world and after a session you're like oh there's space now for the things that you really want to do in your life yes because you can actually form a coherent thought without being interrupted you can form a a a thought that you desire as opposed to it being overwhelmed by all the other insistent noise in your head. Yes. And I absolutely. And you know what? I was having a day today where I'm like, I can't seem to think of anything without there being some sort of nagging something. And you're saying that right now. I'm like, yes, I'm, I'm definitely do because afterward. So after the session, your mind is quieted for sure. And then when you sit up, you're almost, disoriented and I guess that's maybe from the release mm -hmm. okay because yeah but yeah. it's it's almost like a relief to feel that it is yeah I, I love it your, your body's adjusting to kind of a I mean I don't like to use the word normal but your mm -hmm. body is adjusting to a new way of being in the world mm -hmm. and there's a sense of spaciousness that you didn't have before I know I talk about spaciousness a lot but there's a spaciousness you didn't have you didn't have before and so your body's like okay where am i in space right now you know and i just need to sit here a minute so yes i usually hand people a glass of water and we chat for a little bit longer because i don't you know i don't want them standing up when they're feeling disoriented yeah because you're you know you're thinking because i think you before or when you book a session you're like just so you know you might be feeling this kind of way it's okay 
whatever. And I was like, it'll be fine. I'm just laying back for an hour. You know, I, it should be okay. I, I do this all the time, but not whenever someone is focusing that energy in that kind of way. I'm telling you, there's a noticeable difference in how you're feeling before and after. Um, yeah, to the point where you're kind of like, okay, I, I just need to get my my wits about me so I can drive home kind of thing. Uh, so another question I had for you is as a healer and before you're doing this powerful work, do you need to do any prep beforehand? I always wonder like, do you have to center yourself or eat a good meal or anything like that? I make sure I'm hydrated um, before a session. Um, I, I eat just because, you know, um, I mean, I don't, I don't, uh, you know, I, I mean, I just eat my planned meals. Right. Um, I, I wouldn't go into a session starving. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, but if I'm getting an awareness from my body that it, it's not feeling well or something, you know, I would reschedule a session. Mm -hmm. Um, for you know reiki sessions are completely different there's a protocol that you follow before starting a session so you do you do really center yourself and you um you might have some meditation to prepare for a reiki session um but for bar sessions um there's nothing special that you need to do and if you keep in mind that i live a pretty um meditative life um, a very simple life. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I walk, I, um, you know, I eat healthy meals. Um, you know, that in itself is, is preparation for what I do every day. I believe that not to mention your backyard is amazing looking. I haven't been out there, but I got to look out the window. I'm like, I'd be hanging out here all the time. Uh, I do. I do. And I, I think that's so amazing is that you're not only you know, talking the talk, you're walking the walk kind of thing. Um, cause you're, you're encompassing, uh, that spiritual healthy living. And, um, I, I admire that. And so because you've been in the, the community for a while. And so how have you seen that it's changed in recent years? Cause I feel like a lot of what you're talking about probably wasn't too widely discussed, especially in South Texas, you know, a couple of years back. And now you're, <laughs> and now it, they're buzzwords, right? Like a lot of people are, are talking about this kind of stuff. And, and what have you thought about the transition? Cause it seems a little bit more mainstream now. It does. In fact, when I first moved here almost exactly six years ago, um, I didn't even know uh, a holistic community existed. Um, and it is really, um, ramped up in the time that I've been here um, to the point where I feel like Corpus Christi is is really a, a mecca of sorts of holistic healers. Um, there's a lot of us here and you don't even know that there are that many. Um, we don't tend to be the type of people that go, hey, look at me. I do this. I have this great business, you know, we tend until to now. I'm making you talk to me about it. <laughs> um, um, we tend to be behind the scenes and like you'll find us if you need to find us, you know, um, most of my clients are referrals. Um, and um, I have done some events called, um, I did, I attended some events called the Mystic Market that's been in town for almost two years now. Um, and uh, we were in the process of creating our own holistic fair, which got uh, shut down as a result of the coronavirus. So yeah. We to bring that back eventually. I hope so. And yeah, super disappointed about that. And when my husband was like, who are you interviewing? And I was like, Jonda, he's all, oh, the Earth Angels Fair. And I was like, yeah, he's like, I really wanted that to happen. I'm like, well, I'm hoping it still will. We'll see, fingers crossed. Yes, our fingers are crossed. So um, yeah, we're hoping that that'll happen. So um and so it's an opportunity for people to um, see what we do as holistic healers, the products that are offered. Um, you know, we'll have readers and Reiki and access bars and crystals and um, natural um, uh, bath products and jewelry and, and stuff like that. So um, uh, we have 
vendors coming from out of town that do interesting things. And we just found out that we might have someone who does uh, art of photography. So we're very excited about that. My wow. Wow. Um, and if yeah. all goes well, the reschedule will be in October, right? If everything goes well. The first weekend of October. Yeah. Okay. Um, and so would you say, because the willingness to have a fair, any kind of fair, especially down here, would indicate that people are more curious and accepting about this kind of thing. Would you say that that's mm -hmm. true? Yeah, I think it's very, very true. They've the mystic markets have been very well attended. Um, most of us, you know, that have vended have stayed pretty busy the entire, you know, each of the entire days. Mm -hmm. um, and you know, there's other events that have been in town um, at um, Water Street Village. Um, and I understand that there used to be a big psychic fair in town, um, years and years ago that had a lot of people coming to it. Wow. So, um, so there is a lot of people. I did go to an event at the American Bank Center, um, several years ago, uh, with the Long Island, um, medium. medium? Yeah. Wow. And, um, I was surprised there was like a thousand or more people there and I'm like, where are all these people coming from? But um, so there is an interest in um, holistic things um, here in town. And I think it's it's just more prevalent than it used to be. And I'm excited to be a part of that. Absolutely. I mean, to me, you're one of the leaders of the, the whole kind of I don't want to call it a movement, but, you know, you're you're you are one of the leads in this whole group. Uh, and something to me that fascinates me is your ability to do past life readings on people. And yes. so how were you able to see things like that before? Cause I think you said you took, like you got trained to do it, right? I did. The first time I, I was aware that it was something that I had a capacity for, um, was when I was doing, so I learned, I took a foundation class, um, where, which is one of the classes where you learn biomimetic mimicry, which is what I mentioned earlier before as an access consciousness body process. And while I was running that, I started having an awareness of my client's past life, that it wasn't just um, where she had mimicked, biomimetically mimicked someone in this lifetime, but I was getting this vision of other lifetimes that it was coming up. And so when I, I took the class, um, I was, it was interesting, Brittany, because they were, there was like a forensic detective in there. And, you know, I mean, there was all these people wow. from all walks of life um, because our teacher was pretty amazing and, but there was only one other healer in the room. Um, and so for me, it was, it was very easy to learn and to pick up. Um, for some, it was a bit more challenging. Um, yeah, like, I don't, I mean, I, I do believe that people have these, uh, dormant abilities, right? Like our intuition mm -hmm. and that kind of thing, but I don't feel like just anybody can go into a, let's do a past life reading foundation class and everybody's going to ace it. No way. Uh, well, those are two different things. Um, my foundation class is an actually uh, an access consciousness class. Oh. And the past life reading class was um, something completely different. Okay. 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 So there are two different modalities. Got it. Um, but it was, it was when I was doing an access body process initially that I was able to, um, to see someone's past life. That's I right. I don't know how. That's right. It just happened. Um, so that when I took the class, it really wasn't difficult for me to do. Um, it's it's like when you when you request that energy to turn on, I just began to see like I see movies playing. So I might see something, for an example, an object, and then I like pan out. So if I see a rock you know, for example, and then I pan out, I see where the rock is, you know, and if there are people in the picture and I just dictate what I see. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, Brittany, I couldn't make this stuff up if you paid me. Like, <laughs> I, I see things that I didn't even know existed. Um, so I'm just, that's amazing dictating. to me. I'm just dictating what I'm seeing. Yes. Um, 
And very often people follow along because they're their past lives. And mm-hmm. they're like, I kind of knew that. I didn't, you know, I didn't know, like, they'll, they'll follow along with it. And sometimes they'll come out of a reading and be able to fill in some of because they're following along it with me. Absolutely. Yeah, I got my past lives read with you. And um, you said something a couple of things. And I was like, I have always known that as soon as soon or after the session, or maybe I told you it during it, because you encourage conversation, which I like. Uh, yeah, you, you made an observation. And I was like, that's crazy, because I've always had this suspicion that it was somewhere down the line. So that that was really amazing to me. And it's amazing to me that you have this ability. I mean, does it do you ever get scared? You know, I think a lot of times people have kind of, um, anytime people have these abilities, they associate it with being something to be scared of. And have you ever felt that way? I've never felt scared. I've always felt safe. And I have like what I call an agreement with my guides to, to not see anything heinous. So I might have an awareness that someone died and know that it is a traumatic death, but I don't see the details of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not given, I'm not given a feeling of fear around it. Now, sometimes I'll receive feelings. Um, and, but oftentimes, you know, we're talking about people who have, um, they're your past, their past lives, but some of the people that are in your past lives are have not incarnated into this lifetime and some of them are very high vibrational so the feelings that come through are the the feeling is very high vibe so you feel that in your whole body because you're conveying these messages to people um and it's as if you're it's so hard to explain, Brittany. I just do it. Um, <laughs> you're giving them messages. You're giving them messages from from people who have not incarnated, who um, who want only the best from for them, and are there to encourage them and help them grow. And you know, let's let's use a grandmother for example. You know, who in a past life um, transitioned. And they're not in this current lifetime with you, but they might be a spirit guide and they've got messages for you and and things that they want you to know. And, but their energy is so pure that, and you can feel it when you're sharing the message for them, um, that it's, it's really phenomenal to, um, experience and share that with a client. Yeah, that's huge. And to me, like you said, I mean, for you to be able to experience that and pass it on to the person that you're you're uh, doing the reading for is just so important. It's very important work what you're doing. And so on behalf of myself, I want to thank you for it because, yeah, I mean, like, again, I'm just just super powerful. I'm just thinking about it right now. I'm like, it's a, it's a neat thing. And, and for anybody who's curious about it, I think it would be a, a neat thing to experience. So for people who are maybe getting new to this kind of information, right, that we have guides and that, you know, the concept of duality isn't isn't real and that we're all one kind of thing, what would you tell them to look for? Like, if you want to see how your guides are with you, what kind of ways do they reach out? You know, the easy ones are um, things that are usually the things that are are significant to you. Um, like you might smell a grandmother's perfume and there's no one there. Uh, um, um, a flower might drop at your feet and you'll think, oh, you know, I love grandmothers for some reason. <laughs> um, a flower might drop at your feet and you're like, oh, that was my grandmother's favorite flower. Or um, uh, my favorite one was I was in Montana when Hurricane Harvey hit and um, my son boarded up the house and went to Austin and I had no idea if I was going to be coming home to, you know, a flattened house or not. Um, But we were in Montana and we went to the market 
um, they have beautiful outdoor farmers markets there. My husband and I went to the market the next morning and I got out of the car and there was a white feather and a penny. And it was, I almost started crying. My husband was like, (laughs) I can't with this. Everything is going to be okay. Our house is okay. Um, and so they give you little signs, you know, and, and, um, I've heard that about feathers and, and coins mm-hmm. and flowers and scents. And, um, but it's amazing what just the scent of something will, will bring up, you know, um, and remind you of somebody just to kind of you know, like, you just know that they're there. Um, and you know, so what I do is I ask questions. Uh, oh, you know, who is this? You know, um, I'll have a moment of inspiration, like incredible inspiration. I'll go, oh, hey, dad, you know, thanks for looking out for me. You mm-hmm. know, you just kind of know who's there. Mm-hmm. Um, the other night, my, um, I was, I had gotten up in the middle of the night and I went and laid down on the couch and, and then um, I felt this, I felt the couch move, like the, the bottom of the couch move, like my dog had laid down beside me and, and moved the couch and my dog was across the room. So I knew it was my dog that had, had transitioned a few years ago. And I'm like, you know, hey, Star, I just, I knew she was there, you know, but For it was sure. that feeling that movement on the couch that I know she had laid down beside me. And I think most people, if not all people, have experienced things like this. And a lot of people yes. will be quick to write it off, you know, um, because believing the alternative can be hard for some people to to take. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's why I love when people share stories like this, because I'm like, there's no way we're all making this up. This isn't some, you know, what do you want to call it? Like community wide psychosis kind of thing. So who do you think? would most benefit from your services? I already know, but who do you think, like what what would people be dealing with or struggling with and could benefit from your healing sessions? The first one is anyone experiencing stress, which is, you know, 99% of the population. Mm -hmm. Um, And to have at least a sense of vulnerability about them that they're willing to try something new um and open-minded enough that um or aware enough that conventional medicine helps but there's often something so much more that can help even better Mm -hmm. that our healing is 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 more than just within us it's within the space outside of us, which is all who um, And to, to know that they have to have the desire to be healed. For some people, there is actually a benefit to being ill. Um, there might be a monetary benefit to being ill, um, there might be, um, you know, there's choices that they don't have to make if they're ill. Oh, um, that's a good one. And that's just, that's just a, yeah, there's, that's just a small fraction of the population, but it, you have to be willing, um, to be, to be healed if that's something, because it's your choice Absolutely. You can choose to come and, and get a session and maybe feel good. But if you don't really want healing, you're not going to receive it. Mm -hmm. And I think that's true. Even if they decide to go with traditional medicine, you know, um, Mm -hmm. if you go in thinking nothing's going to work, you know, your attitude plays a big part in it, you know, uh, just like your desire. So how do people come and book a session with you? Well, it's pretty easy. (laughs) I have a website. Um, which explains all of my services. It's um, www.luminousblessings.net. And it's great. It's a great resource. I explain every session that I do in Mm -hmm. great detail. Um, And what happens during a session. That's very helpful. Um, And then there's a book now uh, to schedule a session online. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, so you have everything there. I also like that you have a little bit of background about who you are. I think it helps that we see who we might be coming to talk to. And if they want to contact you, if they have any questions, is that okay for people to contact you? Yeah, there's a contact form on my website. And I'm always willing to talk to people and answer any questions that they have. Um, you know, you might like, is this session okay for someone who has, for someone who's pregnant or is this session okay for someone who's has this condition? Um, and I can suggest, you know, yes, yes, it is. No, it isn't. You know, you might try this instead, mm -hmm. um, and give them alternatives, um, uh, to what might be a good, uh, fit for them. Excellent. Yeah. That, uh, so we can find you at www.luminousblessings.net and you're also on social media. And I think you're also leading some meditations every now and then, right? I do. So our meditation group is called, it's on Facebook at Meditation and Beyond. Uh, we're also on um, the meetup. We have a meetup group for that. Um, my website, my Facebook page, I'm sorry, is Luminous Blessings and Instagram is Jonda.com luminous blessings excellent so guys book your sessions with her there'll be distant sessions for now uh and then when everything chills out i highly recommend getting an in-person session with her you'll dig it if you're open to it you'll definitely dig it john i want to thank you so much for taking time out of your is today monday monday <laughs> monday evening to talk with me via zoom and i just appreciate you so much and everything that you're offering to our community and i just thank thank you so much Thank you, Brittany. It was a real treat to be with you today. I'm grateful.